Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you're so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze takes and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. And you and you. Welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallas Thomas Taylor. Woo! It's another beautiful day down here in South Florida. Don't forget, you can always catch the podcast right here live on MightySports.net. It's another beautiful day in South Florida. It's March 27th. This is the 20th show of the fourth season. So basically, this is this is show 420. But this is actually show number 135, and oh, what a show do we have out there! Once again, it is New Money Day. Not to mention we got some WWE updates, some top dogs retire. Like we got the playoffs around the corner, and. I still, I don't know how special this day is anymore, but we got opening day for baseball. Man, man, so, 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 without any further ado's, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Remember, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. So, let's 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 not waste any time. Let's get right into it for use for the peoples, for the homies, for the listeners, for the fans, for the fam, for the nation. There has been a shakeup in the AFC East. Now, let me repeat this because I don't know if you heard me. There has been a shakeup in the AFC East. And no, I ain't talking about the New York Jets getting Le'Veon Bell. I am talking about a key player from the enemy is 
gone. I'm talking about the team that has haunted the AFC. That team is on the AFC East. The team that is on to the AFC Conference. The team that has haunted the league with their cheating and their lies and their frequent rubs and tugs at the rules. They finally losing a player. I am talking about the number one weapon on the Patriots is gone. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I'm not talking about Mr. TB12. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. We're not talking about him. Who we are talking about is Rob Gronkowski. We're talking about the Gronk, better known as just the Gronk. I mean, if you watch football, listen to football, know anything. I, I, I ain't going to say, I don't want to say if you know anything about football because your knowledge of football has nothing to do with you watching. But I'm just saying, if you know a little thing about football, in the, word, in the slightest sense, then you may recognize the name, the Gronk. And the thing about it is, I, right, it's a wonderful day to be a Jets fan. Like, let's just get that out there, right? Let's just make sure that is be known to everybody. It is a wonderful day to be a Jets fan. But in all honesty, like, like Gronk is loved, right? Gronk. Gronk is loved, and he is loved by everybody, right? He is loved by the football purist. He is loved by the jock, the blue collar, the, 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 the practical financial, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's loved by the partier. He is loved by, 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 by the, by the, by the, by the conservative, by the, by, by everybody. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's hard to hate Gronk. Like, everybody hates the Patriots. But everybody loves Gronk. Like, so just think about it. Like, if you're a football fan, if you're just a fan of football, Gronk plays his position as best as you could think about, right? He, he catches the ball down the field, and, he, and over the last nine years, he has done more work than any tight end has done in that last nine years, and he's done more work than any tight end in, in playoff history, right? Right? That's, that's Gronk. That's Gronk. But also, on the same on the same end, right? Not only does he play the tight end, not only has he, has he done more than any tight end in the playoffs, but you realize that he's done everything on the receiving end. But he also does everything on the back end when it comes to protecting the quarterback and helping in the run game, right? As a jock, he just looks like the big dumb jock. He kind of acts like the big dumb jock. And we're gonna we're gonna show you how he isn't in a second, right? But he does, he, you think that he is the big digit, but he just comes on, he's a big old goofball, he likes to have fun, right? But but we all see it, right? The blue collar, the, the blue collar person, they see him, they see his work, they see what he does there. They see that he puts his lunch pile there, he puts his, puts his, puts his knuckles in the dirt, and he goes to work every day. They, they, he, that scene. But we all see the party, and we see the party buses, we see the party boats. We see we see the way he talks when he when he when he gets excited that he's about to when he's run away from getting away, getting his 69th touchdown right like like he that's Gronk but then you also hear that Gronk did not or has not spent one dime of his NFL contract money which you come out here and you say oh. That's great. That's fantastic. Now let's also let's also remember that part of the reason why we keep bringing up Kyler Murray every single week for the last for the last month or so ever since 
he's made the decision that he wants to play football over over baseball and it was because of how much how little that that football players get paid over their lifespan so for grant to say that it does sound impressive because you do realize there's not a lot of players that say that but we realize that also Gronk has also been an advertisement cow, right? A money machine. So when he says he's been spending his advertising money, you understand for a guy like Gronk in his position and, and the pay cut because he's taking everything else, that Gronk has probably been paid seven times more in advertisement money than he has in the lifetime of his whole entire NFL career. Like, just remember this. There, there are NBA players that their sneaker deals are more than an NBA contracts. And NBA contracts are coming to the point where we're playing players $50 million a year. You understand that? And their sneaker deals are still more. So, Rob Gronkowski's, all of his endorsement money, it sounds really good. Like when you first hear it. And, and, and I'm so good for him as kudos. I'm just saying that in every... In every story, right, there's a little glimmer of like there's there's, there's a there's another side to that to that sword, right? And this is the other side to it. Which is still a really good thing. Because when you don't peel peel back all those layers, what you hear is like, oh wow, this guy that you thought was this big this big this big lovable jock teddy bear of a guy that just liked to party, has honestly kind of so it's kind of money conscious and he isn't just completely frivolous with his money you know what i mean he's 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 kind of a scrooge with it as we see paul george is knocked down a three-pointer oh yeah we have the indiana and oklahoma semi game back on the, on the background oklahoma city is up 14 to 8 after that last three-pointer by paul george and and these are all the reasons why everybody loves gronk because gronk is gronk and you cannot deny what gronk is but also speaking about retiring, right? Also speaking about retiring, let's let's bring back something that we haven't had a chance to bring to bring up light to in some time. But I'm happy that we are. Like, let's Yeah. He even came wrong with segments. Now, I don't have the Jew himself. Right, <laughs> coming here to do any martial art, to do any MMA picks, right? But what I do have is news, and I do mean news, because we just told you that the Gronk retired, and you have to be thinking like, oh my God, oh my God. If you just told us that the Gronk is retired, what kind of news do you have now? Well, let's get it wrong. Conor McGregor retires from MMA. What, what, what is that you say? Yes, Conor McGregor retires from MMA. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. And when I say like I'm not surprised, I do find it ironic. And and I, f I find it ironic. And 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 like I guess let me let me let me I guess clear it up because I find it ironic that he's retiring while he at the same time that he's also being investigated. Over a sexual assault accusation in Adnet, right? And listen, that's only because that's only because, in fairness, right? Fighters come in and out of retirement all the time. Whether it's just kind of injuries, sometimes, especially at this late in the game, you have to fight it for like ten years or so, you know. Whether it's just kind of injuries, you know, you, you question your love for it, contract negotiations, or whatever reasons, and. Let me also let you know part of the reason why I'm not going too much more into the sexual assaults because it's still fairly new news. Still, still super fairly new news, right? And this is something I shouldn't say new news. It's, it's from a incident that happened in December, and he was already he was already arrested and brought in for questioning in July. He is he is not under arrest. Um, there's it's still an ongoing investigation, 
and they're still trying to get together all of the pieces and there's been an ongoing investigation since december so we're talking about something that's been going on now for almost four months now and this is where they're at so once again it's coming to the light again all of a sudden so I, like i said i don't find it odd that he he's needing to take away also while he's going through the ghost and all this other stuff i used to like hey, you know what? maybe this is a good time for you because you also have this case that's pending and we don't need you bringing all this kind of light to us while we are also now just becoming on ufc because ufc is on espn i don't know if you know this so back let's get back to what i was saying is that i'm not surprised that conor mcgregor retires because Conor McGregor has put himself in, self into a position that he may not have to fight anymore. Well, we, we could call himself McMoney, basically. He's a star. He's like Gronk. Right? Like, like, or like or even like Gronk, I feel like they both would be great in wrestling at this point in time of their career. Like, <laughs> and we already know how WWE has been feeling about signing has been feeling about signing MMA players. Like, we all know this. We, so, we already know the kind of talker that he is. And <laughs> we'll get into how I feel about, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it now. Well, actually, now we'll get into how I feel about these talkers because he's a good talker in MMA. But we've seen, based off Brock Lesnar, how a good talker in MMA may not be the same thing as a good talker in WWE. Where everybody's a good talker. But he he was in boxing. And he was able to help sell a Mayweather fight. To make people think that he actually had a chance. To actually fight. But. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. It's the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host. Alan Tomar Taylor. You're still listening. Hopefully. Well hopefully you're still. No. Not actually hopefully. You know what I'm saying. We're right here on MyTSports.net. That's MYTSports.net. And don't forget that you go interact with the show on the bottom right-hand screen of your corner. Just click on the little chat button. Leave me a message during the show. Leave me a message during the commercial break. Maybe you'll get on the air. Leave me a message after the show. And maybe something we could talk about. Maybe I messed up on something. You never know. I listen. You know, players fuck up. Players fuck up. But you know what? You can catch me. You can always just catch me. Don't forget that I there are places to catch me. And so we're about to go take a commercial break. And we'll, we'll be back. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallin Domar Taylor. If you're still listening, I mean, you're still listening right here on MightySports.net. Don't forget, Mighty Sports Podcast. I, I, I know I haven't, I haven't said this in a while, right? So I'm not sure if you guys know this. But don't forget that this show is not only being done by your favorite Army veteran, but this show is done live every single time. One shot, one kill, all thrill. Don't forget it. Okay? One shot, one kill, all thrill. Like, that's what we do for you guys. So, anytime you hear me and you be like, hey, you know, he could have done that. Listen, I, I, I do this live. It's, I don't know how many podcasts that you and out there that are doing their podcast live. One, I do it live. And two, they do it in one take. So like, there's no editing in between. There's no edit. Like, like, listen, it's it's just it's just me and the homies just just running this thing, and, and by the homies, I mean like me and Talon, me and Tony, me and Taylor, and every once in a while I got Junior popping up. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's just the four of us. Just the four of us. We can make it if you try. Just the four of us. 
Me, you, you, and I. <laughs> so, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about how old, how Conor McGregor and Gronkowski may look good in wrestling. And that's, and this is the only reason why we're talking about wrestling right now, because it's wrestling season. And what I mean by it's wrestling season, that it's WrestleMania season for all, for everybody out there. Just to let you guys know, Boston, Indy, Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee, have all clinched the playoffs right now. The same, the same, the same. All right. So it's wrestling. So it is WrestleMania season, but we're not about to talk about anything that's happened recently in wrestling. So if you're not caught up to wrestling, or at least not caught up to the Elimination Chamber, I'm just letting you know now. This may be a spoiler alert. So I'm gonna tell you to keep listening. Just turn the volume down. Like it's gonna be, a, you know, you know how I do. It's gonna be about a seven-minute rant, right? Go ahead. And go use the bathroom or something, you know, and or you know, but come back in seven minutes, check where I'm at, and listen to what I'm talking about. But but don't don't go too far. Or listen, or just leave me a little message and be like at the bottom, be like, yo, I'm not that far yet. Like I, like I'm I'm lost. Like like B, like you killing me, B. I I'm not gonna stop talking about it, but I'll be glad to know that I'm killing somebody. Like, like nobody nobody wants to kill and not know it. I'm just saying. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm bugging. So, WWE has this Elimination Chamber, right? And Elimination Chamber is one of the next to last, you know, events before we come up with, before we come up to WrestleMania. So, you have guys that are going to be in Elimination Chamber trying to become champion to see if they're going to be the ones to go on and headline WrestleMania. We get, we get, we, we get all kinds of things that kind of happens in Elimination Chamber. And I've noticed one thing about the Elimination Chamber, before we talk anything, before we go anywhere else into the Elimination Chamber, there is one thing I noticed about the Elimination Chamber. There was one thing that I noticed about the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> and that is, the Elimination Chamber is going to get real padded. <laughs> the Elimination Chamber used to look very menacing. Now it's very... Plasticky, very padded. Like, like, like the, the fence still has metal, but you can tell that's black metal, probably with, with a light black, black, you know, black coating of plastic around it, you know, safety plastic, which I'm not saying there's a lot, but it's enough, right? The glass is no longer glass, it, 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 it's, 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 that, it's that plastic plexiglass kind of thing, you know? Like, 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 real flimsy, like, anybody could kind of, like, could I mush that around? I think my niece could run through one of those, not get hurt. Um, instead of it being a grate, like, a metal grate around the pods, there's now real padding, like, padding, padding. And what are you talking about? See, and the thing about it, I don't know why I'm talking about the padding, because if it was, like, the padding that you have at the park at, as a kid, like, like, that, that black shit that just stopped you to, to from, from banging your shit, like, banging your head and, and your whole entire body... Like on the concrete and, and actually like busting it wide open but just but just embracing your whole entire body for impact and making you feel like oh god just thud 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 but it's better it's better than the alternative. Like that. If it was that, I would understand that. But even that may be a little bit too much for what these people were doing because based off its pattern and what they're doing now, you're like, oh, okay, it makes it a lot easier for there to be a lot more more spectacular moments. When you know that, hey, there's padding now going on. There's a lot more padding going on down there than it used to be. This thing used to be just graded. Now we have the now we have the first ever women's elimination chamber match. Our first ever women's tag team elimination chamber match. And bam, we get a ton of padding. But let's not take away from the moment because we had the first ever women's tag team elimination chamber match. Right? And in that match you have Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks taking on Ava Rose and her partner and a whole bunch of stuff right I mean we had we saw we saw we saw the irresistible force Nia Jax and her partner you know the sensational Samoans you know, we saw that we saw a glow and fabulous, the fabulous glow. But ultimately, what we saw was 
the first ever women's tag team match happened in inside of an elimination chamber and it was for the women's first ever tag team championship and that winner was your hugs and tug connection rub and tug rug and rub and tug is that what it is no what Boston hug. Oh, that's what you guys are trying to tell me. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was called the rub and tub connection. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> I've been watching them feeling all excited and shit like, Jose, we have the rub and tub connection. Shout out to our boy, Rabbit Craft, and the good folks at... Oh, shit. I just forgot the name of that place. I just forgot the name of that place. Ah, I forgot the name of, of, of our place. Orchids of Asia. There we go. But, yeah. They became a new women's tag team champ. As I told you for, now, for a while now, they've been building up this women's tag team division. And it looked like, like this division when it first started was something that was built for the Iconics. But... More than anything, like the, the Iconics will most likely get a championship further down the road. But this is a division that's built for the Iconics to be in. As you can see from the moment that they came into WWE, that they were never built to be single um, competition or, or individual competitors. That they always wanted to be a tag team. And now they have what they're looking for, and that is to be a tag team. And they're going to be one of the staples in the women's tag team division for a time to come. And they need to make themselves better. They, they need to make their gimmick better, their stick better, or whatever. They need to get better all around because, like I said, they will become champions eventually. Now it's a difference if they're gonna if they're gonna be the heads of this women's tag team division because of what they do in the ring and and how they perform with the mic, or if they're just gonna consistently be a staple in this division because you are one of the first tag teams and you're kind of high with the mic. So it's going to be interesting to see their particular role because while they say like, this is built for Becky Lynch and not Becky Lynch, but for the boss, Sasha Banks and Bailey, I think that this was probably more built for the iconic. Sasha Banks and Bailey have always meant to be individual competitors. The Iconics were always meant to be tag team. Maybe even Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. You know, but... Which I think that they may do the thing that's necessary to be a better tag team. As you saw them starting to get more of a verbal role and, 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 and facial role in the television programming. As Listen, there's a lot of people being brought up from the television programming as well. But we ain't going to talk about that. We want to talk about the tag team match that also went down with The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. As The Miz and Shane were your tag team champions and they were deeming themselves the best tag team team in the world but they went up against the usos the u souls the us o's sorry said that backwards and they lost their championship belt to the usos because the usos are twins and they're samoa and they're a real tag team and listen and at some point in time, they cannot be ever since the ever since I can remember, there's never a point in the time in the year where there's not a Samoan champion. I'm just saying, I don't know why, but there always is. The Samoans always are the closest thing that pass off as black and and they are always able to help draw the black community. We got the Braun Strowman and Brian Cohen match. Which resulted in a beatdown of the beast, Braun Strowman. Yeah, but Baron Corbin had a little bit of help. As it was three cheers against one monster. Bobby Lashley. Baron Corbin. And the Scottish Psychopath. They all took a couple of cheers a couple dozen times to the monster. And then they put him to two cheers. And then not to mention that as we started the night with the women, we'll, we'll end this talking about the women. Ronda Rousey had her championship match as she made light work of Ruby Riot. 
and then got confronted about by Charlotte Hornet to only get interrupted by Becky Lynch and get a beatdown by a crutch-wielding Becky Lynch. Her hand, Charlotte. So, Becky Lynch, the man, as you may know, is kind of taking a sabbatical to deal with an injury right now. Don't know if she's going to make it to WrestleMania. Really hope she's the one that, 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 that beats Ronda Rousey. We need to see that happen. And, folks, with the road to WrestleMania coming also generally means that the road to the WrestleMania, uh, to Wrestling's Hall of Fame is coming. And Wrestling's Hall of Fame, or WWE mentions their number, their first inductee into the 2019 Hall of Fame. And it is no other than D-Generation X. We're talking about the whole crew. We're talking about the road dog, Jesse Jane, the badass, Billy Gump. We're talking about X-Pac, the ninth wonder of the world, China. We're talking about the showstopper, Shawn Michaels, and the cerebral assassin, Triple H, all going into the Hall of Fame. And when I heard that, the first thing I thought about was, he's going after Ric Flair. <laughs> like, no, but seriously, he's going after Ric Flair. Ric Flair has two Hall of Fame rings, right? This gets Triple H's second Hall of Fame ring. Did you realize that if they do this while they're all alive, right? And that's only if they're all alive that Ric Flair and Triple H will end up getting their third Hall of Fame ring. Which I thought DX already went in when it was just Shawn Michaels and Triple H. But that makes me think about something else. But... Ah, but Triple H, that's what I'm saying, but Triple H <laughs> and Ric Flair will both end up getting their third Hall of Fame ring when they induct in Evolution. They'll give Randy, or that'll be Randy Orton's and Batista's, well, definitely Randy Orton's second ring. We don't know if it'll be his, we don't know if it'll be his, if that'll be Batista's second ring or if that'll be Batista's first ring. But at that point in time, while they're giving Randy Orton and Batista possibly their second ring, they'll be dragging Triple H back out there to give him his third and also have Ric Flair come out there and get his third. Now, for some odd reason in my head, when this first popped in my head, I also thought that that Triple H was going to get an opportunity to get a fourth because I thought he already got one with DX. But maybe there's a difference. Between, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really thought that he got one with Shawn Michaels with DX already already. And him and... And they were all, they were all the only... Double Hall of Famers in there. Maybe it was just Ric Flair. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's how, maybe that's how it was. And maybe I've, I've always projected this was gonna happen. Maybe I always projected this was gonna happen. Just like, hey, just like, hey, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day. We gonna talk about tomorrow. When we come back from commercial breaks today. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to its current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 
7.90 the ticket and oh no let's not forget tootsie's adult entertainment center multi best games where you save more so you can play more And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Donald Tomar Taylor. You're still listening at mytsports.net. Don't forget, you can interact with me directly at the bottom of the page. There's a little bubble. Click on the bubble. Hit on the chat. You can, you can interact with me directly during the show live. Or you can leave me a message for future shows, future comments, future notices, anything. Leave me anything. We'll see if you can make it. See if I can make it. See if Oklahoma City can make it out of this game. It is 31 to 29. We just got into the second quarter, about 10 minutes left. And as and as we're transitioning into into the, the playoffs, right? Or or into the playoffs of basketball, that means that there are other sports that are also coming to an end and beginning. We we all should know that hockey is coming to an end, which I keep telling myself I want to go catch a hockey game before it's too late, before this season officially ends. I know they end either about a, either two weeks before or two weeks after basketball. Maybe it is, it's exactly almost on time now. Now that basketball has pushed themselves two weeks back. I can't remember. But I need to see if I can catch me a Florida Panthers game before it's over with. Um, but also it means that something else is going to start, which means that tomorrow, like I said, Tomorrow ends up ends up being a very good day. Tomorrow ends up being a big day, and tomorrow ends up being one of those days in sport that used to get me really excited. But, or I should say, I'm trying to remember how excited I used to get about this day, and I can't remember. Like, part of me remembers that oh, it was something else to be able to go find in the newspaper when I used to want to go find something to read. You know, or I remember, or I remember it, it marking the beginning of. A new set of cards that I may be collecting. So I'm really trying to remember how excited I used to be, or I used to get for the opening day of baseball. But apparently, it's still excited enough for me to 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 at least know when it is, or keep an eye out for when it's going to start. Because not only about if you're excited about baseball, then okay, you know what? Tomorrow is opening day. But I, like me, if you're a Yankees fan, right? Which 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 is is a is a is a much hated community in the sports world, but if you're if you're a Yankees fan, then your team has already been projected to do well. And what I mean by do well, I'm talking about do real well. They projected you to a lot of team. A lot of people have have the have the, but they also had them projected this way last year. They had them projected to be number one in in the American League um, East. They had them, um, they had them um, make possibly making the American League Championship game. Now, and I think they also had them winning a hundred games for the most part, or ninety some ninety plus games. Now also, they said the same thing last year. The only thing that happened last year is that Boston came on super thick. Last year, like super fucking thick out of nowhere, they came on, they crushed everybody's hopes and dreams, and we thought that we could possibly catch them into the in the playoffs, and we're like, nah, we can't catch them into the playoffs, and that's kind of how the season ended. Now, the Yankees still had a really good season, and had a good enough season where the same people that said and that bet on the Yankees last year could come back very confidently and bet on the Yankees again this year. And and can you blame them? Like you still got Stanton, you still got Judge, like you you still you still got Didi, you you still you still need to work on some of your pitching. You don't you don't have the pitching that may be necessary yet to, to possibly win, but you have the bats that's necessary to win to 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 hit home runs. Now a team that does have pitching, a team that does have pitching. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Because we don't wanna Let's talk all of it right now. But first opening game, one o'clock. 
you can catch Yankees versus the Orioles, which also, if you know anything, if you know a little bit about baseball, familiar anything about baseball, this is one of those games. This is one of those. This this is this is kind of a rivalry game. This is a game where you're gonna want to see, and you're gonna want to see how the players interact interact with each other. So it's one of those games. It's always one of those games where you only don't you not I only just want to watch because it's the first game of the season. And you're gonna have a lot of big stars out there, but you also you want to see how these players interact. You want to see how much of a rivalry this thing really is these days. So that's tomorrow, right? Baseball opening season. Down the road though, and very close, very soon down the road, as we're sitting about 75 games into the NBA season right now. So very soon down the road, we're talking about the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs, people. Do you realize this? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. There is no LeBron James. Whew. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So we're about 75 games in, right? If the playoffs started right now, if the playoffs started right now, we're talking about Golden State versus San Antonio, right? And this, this is the thing about it, right? This, this is what, see? And, and, and this is for the people that come out, paparazzi, and say that, oh, I don't know if I want to watch the playoffs, right, or watch the season because, oh, we already know what's going to happen. We already know what's going to happen. Boogie Cousins, like, Golden State's already going to win. They got Kevin Durant. Oh, look, they got Boogie Cousins. They got Boogie Cousins. They're just going to win. Who's going to be able to beat them? Watch for by the team. They're never going to win. They're going to lose more than three games. They're going to lose more than three games. They're going to lose more than three games. Shut it. What happened? Is that San Antonio Spurs have beaten Golden State Warriors twice already out of their three matchups? And, and listen, this this, this 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 isn't an outlier here. This is actually going to be a theme for the first round of the playoffs. So there are some matches that you're really going to want to pay attention to. San Antonio versus Golden State because it is San Antonio versus Golden State. If the San Antonio Spurs managed to be the eight seed. Listen, the San Antonio Spurs being the ACs is kind of what we thought about what, what before LeBron James went down and we had his team clicking is what we were talking about, the LA Lakers, if they make it into the bottom seed and the thing. Like, you don't want to see the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs. I don't care how much talent your team has. This team has the Ma and Greg Popovich. San Antonio Spurs already beat the, the, the Golden State Warriors twice this season out of their three matchups. Right, and there are some first round matchups, and you've heard me talk about this already. So, so right now we're just kind of getting a better playoff picture. Right now we're getting a better playoff picture than me just throwing out concerns, right? Because I told you, like, hey, at the way things look, at the way, to, at the way things look, then certain play, certain teams may fight, face certain teams, and if they do, we've already seen how that how that how that's played off for them, right? We, we've projected it in the first round, projected it, um, possibly further down the line. We've seen how it may look. Denver versus Oklahoma City is one of them. Denver has owned Oklahoma City all year long, and you know I, I have I have a personal like like kind of love for Oklahoma City, right? But Denver has swept Oklahoma City three games to nothing so far this whole entire year, and some of them some of the, and one of those games has been really bad if I'm not mistaken. Like, like we're talking about like a thirty point lead if I'm not mistaken. Portland has split games with Utah, and we already know what kind of what kind of history that Portland has had over the last couple of years, and the kind of I want to say bad luck that they've kind of had, right? I feel I feel like I feel like they, they catch a bad beat or a bad twist or a bad spin or a bad matchup all the time, like, or or maybe we're, or maybe we're all always just kind of rooting for Portland and and Damian Lillard, and then what happens that they just kind of don't have enough, but. They've lost being a higher-seeded team before, and that's kind of what's really what's bad for them. And then we have something interesting, like the Houston Rockets taking on the LA Clippers. And this is another one of those games where the LA Clippers have officially now clinched the playoffs. So, like, understand and respect that that the LA Clippers. Have clinched the playoffs, and they're gonna. And it looks like they. And if the playoffs are today, they'll be facing the Houston Rockets, and they have 
swept the Houston Rockets. They, they in the two games they played, they beat them both games so far this year. So while we, those are the early stages of the bracket, right? And for most people, think like, oh, we'll get Golden State and Oklahoma City, and you know, we'll get we'll get Portland and Houston, and then Houston will keep on moving. Houston isn't Houston hasn't had the favorable matchup this whole season um, with the Clippers. Neither has Golden State over San Antonio. So we'll see if those two come out of there. Who knows? Like Oklahoma City is one of those teams that were. What do you think? Like we think that they're good, and we know that they're good. We could also see them be very volatile to themselves. And if they play a team like Denver, we can see Denver beating them. Utah beating them. We can see that happening. But we could also see them beating Denver and also see them in Oklahoma City, that is, and also see them beating Golden State. So all of that happens. We can see San Antonio beating Golden State. So we can see that. I know. It's the elephant in the room. Same thing's going on in the West. Boston's versus Indy. Right? That's... That series is tied 1-1. Brooklyn versus Philly. I'm hoping that Brooklyn comes away with that one. Brooklyn has taken the series away 2-1 so far. Oh, man. What would it be to have Brooklyn advance? You've had Detroit beat Toronto all three times. They lead that series 3-0. And Milwaukee's blown out Orlando. Milwaukee may be the only one that we're confident about. That, yeah, they beat Orlando all three times. And they're going to probably continue to beat Orlando all three times if they face themselves in the playoffs. Now, I don't know if you realize this, right? I don't know if you realize this. But there are four teams. There are four teams from the Atlantic Division. There are four teams Coming out of the Atlantic Division alone. Yeah. That's another elephant in the room. Because you know the only team missing out of there? Are the Knicks. Yeah. Think about it. The Philadelphia 76ers are there. The Toronto Raptors are there. The Boston Celtics are there. And Brooklyn is in the house. I'm sorry. I know this is a city that don't sleep, but they must be taking a power nap or something because they are not present. New York is going to get represented by Brooklyn in the playoffs. And it is fitting because Brooklyn has been what's been representing New York all year long. And if you know me, Brooklyn has been the only thing that's been representing New York to its fullest since the inception of New York. And listen, I don't, I, I don't want, I, I didn't want to have to. We, you know, we're not even gonna take a last break. I, we, I, okay, you know what? Here. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. So, the Brooklyn Nets have officially also clinched the playoff spot. At least I believe so, because you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was, I was going to say the same thing about the Miami Heat, and then I looked, and then I changed this, and I looked at the standards today, and I realized that the Miami Heat were actually out of the playoffs. Like, I had this whole spill. I was ready to talk about the Heat. I was going to talk about Dwayne Wade. I was talking, ready to talk about him being in the playoffs and how this is good for the city and all this other stuff. And all I can talk about now is how Chris Bosh has got his number retired. And not for nothing. It's only because of my hatred for the Miami Heat, right? And even more so, my hatred for that LeBron James era of the Miami Heat. 
right? Like you understand, like like LeBron James went to my most hated team, right? So like you know, it, all it did was double up my hatred for that team. And LeBron James at that time. So anything that happened at that time, and listen, that's another thing. Like, I don't know how much of a fan I was at Chris Bosh to begin with before then, right? Chris Bosh was 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 always a guy I kind of looked at at Toronto that he was kind of complaining that he like he was a center. And he should, and he was complaining that he shouldn't play center, and he wanted to play more power forward. And I just remember him being kind of whiny. And then when he went to Miami, it was him basically running from the situation in Toronto. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't getting what he wanted. That was how I originally had looked at that situation. But I mean, listen, Chris Bosh is also going to go down as one of the many, many stars in that that Toronto has had. Ooh, two for five fish sandwiches that has had come through there. You know, throughout the throughout the years. You know, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Chris Bosh, um, DeMar. You know, and now they have Kawhi Leonard in there. So Chris Bosh gets his thing retired. And, and even initially when I first heard about him, I'm like, ah, is he really a Hall of Famer? Like, like if he doesn't go to the Heat, is he a Hall of Famer? And my answer is probably yes, because if, if I can, if I can, once again, if I can sit here and say Camilla Anthony is a Hall of Famer, Chris Bosh definitely is a Hall of Famer. Two rings. Um, eleven eleven time All Star, um, mo um, a good portion of that was be I can't I can't even say a good portion of that like well, it was because he was LeBron James only four of those years was with LeBron James he did the other seven outside of LeBron James honestly part of the reason why and and I have if I have to be truly honest he may be more deserving than that I'd be willing to and I'm always willing to admit emotionally, but what happens is that what actually happens is that. Part of the reason I remember being initially upset about Dwayne about LeBron James going to going to Miami was not only because he was going and playing with his biggest rival, which I, when I meant by biggest rival, the only other player, uh, one of the only other players that you could possibly consider one of the the or consider the best player in the league. It was like it was like LeBron James, it was Dwayne Wade, it was Kobe. You understand? Like he was he was one of the only players, but he was one of the up and coming players that you were gonna be. Battling for for being the best in the world or the best in the league MVPs scoring titles and and you robbed us of that rivalry or of that of that competition and you and listen not for nothing it helped it, it helped extend Dwayne Wade's career I hope him with his career because as we saw and part of the reason I was upset about it what we saw is that Dwayne Wade was only good enough by himself to really only bring him see his team to probably like a fourth seed. While LeBron James was bringing him his team to a consistent one and two seed, and while he, they were doing that, I was saying that consistently that Chris Bosh was always bringing his team to about a seven eight seed. So you get the guy that that always has the one and two seed, and you combine him with the guy that always has the four and five seed, with the guy that always has the seven and eight seed, then you guys should always be challenging for the number one seed in the league, not just the East, but the league, and that's what they did for four years. And Chris Bosh is a Chris Bosh is a big portion of that. He gets his jersey retired in, in in Miami. He's gonna probably if he hasn't already, I can't remember. He's gonna get his, his his jersey retired in Toronto, and he is gonna be a Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know, but he is definitely gonna be a Hall of Famer. Like Kamal Anthony probably isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he should be. Because as March Madness is going on, let's not forget that he is the only one and done player. Or he's the first one and done player to do it from college as a rookie, no problem to help to win it for a school that has not won a championship before him or after him. I'm just saying that is Camilla Anthony as a rookie or as a freshman in Syracuse. Like Camilla Anthony is part of what is is literally part of what is March Madness. His Syracuse team, like, helped define March Madness. But we're not going to talk about them. Because like I said, come on, Anthony, he's still New York related. Chris Bosh gets his, gets, gets his jersey retired. Right? The, the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to make the playoffs. Baseball is getting ready to start. The New York Yankees are projected to be the number one team in, a, in at least the American League. And... They do that without having the best pitching in New York. No, 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 no. 
The best pitcher in New York goes to the Mets. And the Mets just made sure that was going to happen for a while, of a little bit longer. As they made sure that they signed Cy Young winner Jacob DeGrom to a five-year extension, two years out of his contract being expired. He's going to pay him $137.5 million per year. And also, guys, that also has a deferment of $50 million that pays him in in the 2030s. Yeah, folks. So let's think about that. If you set aside 50... Like, let's just say, right now, right? You're... This is, this is 2019, right? You're signing a five-year deal. You're going to take it to 2024. At this point in time, you're probably 34, 35 years old. You sign another deal, maybe one more deal, six-year deal, maybe four-year deal, five, four to six-year deal, takes you to just around 38, 40 years old, right? Last deal. You're done, right? Let's just say if you sign one more deal, right? But you may be done. Even if you're not done, let's just say you're done at that point in time, Right? Five years, $137 million. You just basically still say, you know what? Here, take 50 mil. Outside of all of this, 50 mil is going to take. And you're gonna, and we're going to put this on the books in 2030. It's going to be 50 mil. And, and I want you to pay me in, 2000, in the 2030s. So we, we've heard about this before. Where this is guy in football, or like the football gets paid a million dollars every single year or whatever. Well, he's basically saying like, hey, I'm going to get paid $5 million for doing nothing every year in the 2030s. Basically, for them first 10 years while I'm out of baseball, I'm going to get a $5 million. I'm going to get a $5 million a, a year compensation, compensation package to just get money to do other shit with. Depending on how big I am, this five million, I, I, I may need every scrap of this five million dollars, right? Or I may be making so much an endorsement, like this is just gonna be like money that, that I put into my wine cellar or into the kids' funds. So the New York, that's that's the big deal that, that the New York Mets did. That that's that's what the New York Mets did, and it's one of those things that people are talking about. If they should have done it, if they shouldn't have done it, if they had to do it this time, or how, how they did it, because basically he's being signed by his manager, the guy that the guy that's the general manager of, I mean he's being signed by his agent of, of the general manager of, of the Mets was his agent last year, and he made a statement that how you had to sign this guy, and now he's signing him two years out. But listen, you're signing him two years out, and I understand that you don't have to go into negotiations early, but I always say that listen. I always say sometimes that, and, I, and we talked about it last when we talked about some of these contracts, where if you wait till next year and he does better, you wait till ne- and you wait till the year after he gets better, guess what? $137.5 million for five years isn't what's cutting it anymore if he just gets better over the next two years. If he gets better over the next two years, and then you have to now sign him two years older, which means that he's going to be two years older on the back end, and you and now you have to give him more money. Now you're probably talking about five years, two hundred million. Now you understand? Because now you have to pay him for what he's doing, and not for the inflation of the position or the inflation for what's going on around him. Now you lock him up. Now, if you lock him up now, now you get to pay him at a fair rate. And in the four and in the next and, and the four years when you're paying him, that money looks like nothing. If he, especially if he continues to get better, and if he doesn't, eh. By the time it, by the time in four years that looks like that money doesn't look like anything, and now Oklahoma City is officially down by nine, 50, 54 to forty-five. In the end, is up. In Oklahoma City, we going. Oklahoma City is going into halftime, or ESPN is going into halftime. And guess what, folks? We're going to the end of the show. I know you probably thinking there may be a few more stuff in the sports world that, that you may want me to address, but no, I don't want. I don't want to talk about anything else. I, I got nothing else to talk about, except for Denver making the playoffs as well. Denver hasn't made the playoffs, and I want to let you know that Denver making the playoffs, and and, and I have to let you, and, I, and I and I have to remind you, I have to remind you, that Denver has not made the playoffs since Camilla Anthony has left that team. Yes, this is the first time the Denver Nuggets have made the playoffs since the departure of Camilla Anthony. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I've been your host, the one and only Donald Mark Taylor. Don't forget what I told you, that this show is done live for you every single Wednesday. There are no re. Well, I can't say there's no re-airs because we played again live. But there are no retakes. There are no redos. You understand? It is it's done in one take, one shot, one kill, all thrill. I've been your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Remember to embrace what you love and stay forever young. 
Let the optimism of tomorrow continuously be your foundation. Uh, be your foundation for today. We are out of here. I can't believe it. We actually got a show out within time. You, you see that? You see that? Man. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down.